Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. TCU is the king of Texas, and the Horned Frogs have their eyes on a playoff run with one of the state's favorite sons leading their program. Hello, I'm Brendan Marcello. This is the College Football Daily. Sonny Dykes is TCU at 8-0 for the first time since 2015. He might just be in his first year leading the program in Fort Worth, but he's no stranger to the state of Texas, where he got his start as a high school coach and also watched his father, legend Spike Dykes, coach Texas Tech for two decades. The Dykes family is royalty in the Longhorn State, and as the only undefeated team remaining among the 12 FBS schools in Texas, he has positioned the Horn Frogs to capitalize with a number seven ranking in the playoff rankings. Next up this weekend for TCU is Texas Tech, the very program Dykes' father led as the winningest coach in its history and the same program that courted Dykes to be their next head coach before he ultimately chose TCU last year. I sat with Sonny Dykes this week before the Horned Frogs tried to go 9-0 and discussed where TCU is today and where it will be in the future. Sonny, I wanted to start off here by asking about the, the the playoff rankings, which I know you're deep into it preparing for Texas Tech right now, but TCU at number seven, you guys are undefeated, but you're below a one-loss Alabama team, and yet, you know, TCU, you guys got four straight wins against ranked teams, which is the second most in the entire country. The only team with more is Tennessee, which is number one. What do you make of being number seven in these first playoff rankings? You know, I think in some ways it makes sense. I think so much of this, you know, the, the especially the first go around of rankings, you know, they're going to rank teams that they're familiar with. They're going to rank teams that were highly ranked to begin the year. You know, we were picked seventh or eighth in our league, you know, and so I certainly understand a little bit of skepticism that, that maybe that uh, they have. And, you know, we've got plenty of opportunities to prove ourselves worthy of, 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 of that. And so what we've got to do is just continue to, to win football games and figure out a way to to play well on Saturdays. And if we can do that and keep stacking wins, then, you know, I'm confident it'll work out the way it's supposed to. So not, not upset about it at all. You know, not really. I mean, I think, like I said, I, I think sometimes the the big brands are going to get the, are going to get the benefit of the doubt, which I certainly understand that. And, you know, we're, we're going to need to earn our way in and, and probably go above and beyond what, what some other po- folks do, but you know, that's okay. And we understand that. And, and we're certainly uh, up for the challenge. We, we, at least we hope we are. Well, TCU, you guys are undefeated going into this matchup with Texas Tech, which uh, I'm sure for you, it's got to harken memories of, you know, your dad and and your your history with Texas Tech. For those watching this, Sonny's father, Spike Dykes, is a Texas coaching legend on, on all levels, spent time there at Texas Tech for two decades. 
what are your memories and how how is your heart feeling going into this week facing Texas Tech? Yeah, you know, a lot of my first memories uh, of, of football really are centered around Texas Tech. And certainly my the most influential memories uh, are around Texas Tech. My dad, you know, we went there when I was 13 years old. My dad was a defensive coordinator. Jerry Moore was the head coach. And he was there three years, I believe. And then uh, David McWilliams came in and took over as head coach and retained my dad as a defensive coordinator. And a year later, David left and went to become the head coach at the University of Texas. And my dad got the head coaching job and was there 13 years as the head coach. And so obviously that was a big part of my life. And then strangely enough, when he decided to retire, Mike Leach was hired as the head coach. And I'd been Mike's graduate assistant at the University of Kentucky. It was at Kentucky at the time. And Mike hired me at Texas Tech. So when my dad was leaving, I was coming in. And so I spent seven seasons there working for Mike Leach. So, you know, a lot of my life, 20 years of my life really was kind of a, in a strange sort of way, kind of invested in Texas Tech. And so obviously there's a lot of, a lot of family ties. My brother and sister still live in Lubbock and got nieces and nephews and, and all kinds of folks that live, live there. And so it's, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, Lubbock's kind of our, our home, but you know how it is once they kick off the football game, then, you, you know, all that stuff goes out the window. And we won't spend much time talking about it or thinking about it this week as we prepare, you know, to play these guys. But, you know, there'll be a little bit of, of sentiment before kickoff. And like I said, as soon as the opening kickoff takes place, it's on It's on to business and on to work. You got a favorite memory or just one memory that really stands out about your dad at that time at Texas Tech? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Just, you know, my dad had such a good relationship with his players. And so I, I always remember really when I got into coaching, and I was coaching different places kind of through the years. But I remember coming home when we had an open date uh, when I was coaching at Kentucky. I came back to Lubbock and watched him play somebody. I don't remember who it was. But just went in the locker room after the game and, and was kind of hanging out with, with some of the players and was probably old enough really for the first time in my life to, to kind of recognize that relationship that he had with those guys and listened, listening to them talk about, you know, my dad and, and the coaches there and how much those they cared about the players. And, and that was pretty special. You know, I think that you, you have this perception of your, your family and your dad and kind of what he is. And you don't really know if your perception is the same as everybody else's. And it was good for me to see, you know, again, how, how close he was to those guys and how much they cared about each other and really what a family atmosphere they had at Texas Tech all those years. I know you're like as a coach from talking to player, your players through the years. Has that been the big influence with you? How, impor how important has that, you think, been for team chemistry at all of your spots? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big thing. I mean, I really do believe that if you want young people to, to make sacrifices and to go out and to play hard for you, they've got to trust you. And a big part of building that trust is, you know, having a relationship outside of football um, where it's not just always business, where, you know, guys can come sit down in your office and talk to you about stuff they have going on in their lives. And so, and that, and that takes time. I mean, it really does. It takes time and it takes effort. And it takes work to build that relationship where guys can trust you enough. And if you can do that, you can build a great culture, then that culture will, will help you sustain your program. I really, truly believe that. And, and you know, the way college football is, there's, you're going to have some years where you got really good teams and really good players and other years, you may not have as many players, but as long as you've got a good culture, you're going to have a chance to win consistently. And so I'm a big believer and having that relationship with players and, and, you know, and building that relationship where, again, they can trust you and you can trust them. And, and the players begin to believe in each other and trust each other. And that's when you have something special is when they start sacrificing for each other and really care about each other. And, 
that's what's been fun about this team is, is, you know, the guys like each other. They enjoy playing. They play hard for each other. They don't want to let their teammates down. And, and when you have that kind of team, it's, it makes it a lot of fun. When you look back at like, you know, last November, last December, because your, your name was coming up at Texas Tech, coming up, obviously, at TCU. You were at SMU. How was your mind and how were you handling all those things when you're being tied to a university yeah. of Texas Tech? You got so much ties to. Yeah, that's, that's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard on you. It's hard on your coaching staff. But most importantly, it's hard on your players. And that's something that is certainly not any fun. Sometimes your name gets out there and gets linked to jobs, whether there's anything to it or not. Sometimes that's just the nature of our business. There's speculation. And, you know, those jobs made sense for me. I'm a Texas guy. I had ties at both universities. And so, you know, I understood why, you know, it was taking place and and there was so much talk about it. But at the same time, I mean, you know, we're trying to win football games. Uh, We were trying to win games for our players at SMU. SMU. We were trying to, to get our guys in, in a conference championship, uh, which we hadn't been in a long time at SMU. And so, you know, all we had all these goals that we were trying to accomplish and it became a distraction. And it was, you know, it was unfortunate. It really was. It was something that kind of spiraled out of control. But unfortunately, that's kind of the way these things go sometimes. And there's really, you know, not much that you can do about it. So what, why TCU for you? Well, I just, I, I just think that this, uh, this program has tremendous potential. I think that, you know, the one thing that's, that TCU's done is, is they've had a lot of success in the past. I mean, you look at Gary Patterson era when he was here, and in particular, the, you know, the decade uh, before this one where, you know, they were in the top 10 pretty consistently. Uh, they had a Rose Bowl appearance. You know, they were playing in a lot of New Year's Day bowl games. Um, they were recruiting at a really high level just had a lot of success and, and, you know, we're getting talked about it and involved in the college football playoff. I think they got as high as number three um, in 2014. And so, you know, it's been a, it's been a quality program for a long time. They've proven that you can win here uh, on a big stage. Um, they've really done a tremendous job investing in the facilities. Um, you know, we've got a beautiful stadium, fantastic facilities, Fort Worth's a great city to live in, but really honestly, probably more than anything else, I just believed in the people that were here. You know, I think Chancellor Boschini, uh, Jeremiah Donati, our athletic director, you know, they did a tremendous job running the search. I mean, those guys were the, the, the only players involved in the search. It was very well run. It was very well organized. Uh, it was very impressive. I think they knew exactly what they wanted. And, and so, it, you know, it made it very comforting for me to, to, to come here. And, you know, I knew what kind of support we were going to get from, uh, from our administration. And I've learned through the years how important that is. I mean, if you're not united with your with your chancellor and your athletic director, then it's going to be very difficult. And fortunately for us, you know, they understand how important college football is to the university experience. And, you know, it's really important to TCU. And, and so that made it a really pretty easy decision for me. Much more with TCU coach Sonny Dykes after these messages. We're in a bit of an inflection point, obviously, in college sports as a whole, but, you know, especially really in the state of Texas when it comes to college football with you know, Texas is leaving the Big 12 here in the next couple of years. There's opportunities and just some new teams coming in there in the Big 12. How does TCU fit in, you know, with the future of the state of Texas when it comes to college football? I mean, you guys are the kings right now, but what does it look like, you think, in five years? Yeah, you know, I think that I think the timing of the success of the Big 12 has been really, really important. You know, this league right now is probably as strong as it's ever been from top to bottom. You know, and you look at the, you know, the teams that are the strongest in the league right now, you know, it's some of those teams that aren't, that are, that are staying here, that are going to continue to be members of the Big 12. And so that was important. I think that allowed us to, to get a TV contract. It was going to be really, really important for us moving forward. I think the commitment to the, to football in this 
area in this region is very, very strong. I think when you look at, you know, the emerging teams in this league, you know, they're committed to playing big time college football. There's great coaches in this league um, and, and you can't question, you know, the level of commitment at all. And so I think the conference has a very bright future moving forward. I'm really excited about the leadership out of the Big 12 office. I think the guys are smart. I think they're aggressive. Uh, I think they they know what they're doing. So I think they'll make very good strategic decisions. And then I think the four teams that we're adding, you know, will make the league very, very strong. All those teams have tremendous potential and opportunities to to really play big time football. And, and it grows our footprint. And so, you know, I think we're in a really strong position right now as a league. And, and I'm very excited about our future. And Oh, by the way, I think we're hands down the best league in the country in basketball as well. And so I think that certainly doesn't hurt. And and I think the Big 12 is going to be really stable. And I think, you know, there, there could be opportunities for us to grow even larger probably in the near future. You're 8-0. You guys have had some amazing, like, comeback victories where you've trailed or you've had to hold people off and rally. I was there for one of them. Uh, at Kansas was a phenomenal atmosphere and a phenomenal game there in the second half going back and forth. How have you guys been able to consistently do that, especially when you've had a schedule where you had to play four consecutive ranked teams and you managed to win them all? You know, I think the biggest thing, honestly, is just confidence. I think our players are really confident in each other. You know, it's probably as much as anything else. I think that they believe in the guy next to them. I think that they understand that we have good players. We've got guys that can make plays and they rise up to the challenge. I think that's been the, the thing that I've really enjoyed seeing is they 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 want to perform on a big stage. They want pressure on them to perform. And, you know, they've been able to handle it up to this point. And so that's what's been fun. I think is a, when you take over a program, the number one concern you have in a lot of ways is how are we going to respond to adversity? And we've been able to do that. This football team has, has battled back when we've gotten down. Um, you know, the Kansas game is really the first time this season we had been been down for any substantial amount of time. As you said, a great atmosphere. It was college game day. Kansas was really playing well at the time. And, you know, it was a lot of pressure on our guys. And they answered the call and, and really performed under pressure. And we were able to kind of pull away from them. And, you know, I've done the same thing. We trailed 17 to a really good Oklahoma State team and it battled back and then trailed 18 the following week against Kansas State. And, and I were able to outscore those guys 28 nothing in the second half and, and, you know, and win a game against a very good team. So our, our guys have a ton of confidence. They believe in each other again, and they've really invested. And, and when, when you have a team that does that, you know, chances are they're going to figure out a way to win. I want to pull this stat out for you from our research team. Uh, your quarterback, Max Duggan, is the first quarterback to start 8-0 with 25-plus touchdowns and as few turnovers as he has right now since Tua did it at Alabama in 2018. And for those not familiar, Max didn't start the season as the quote-unquote starter that Chandler Morris did, and then he had to come in, Max did, because of injury. What is so special about Max that he comes off the bench and has just been an absolute superstar and is starting to get even some Heisman hype from people? Yeah, you know, we were fortunate when we got here. We felt like we had some really good quarterbacks. Um, we had an open quarterback competition and went through spring and fall camp. And Chandler Morris, Chandler Morris just performed so well during camp. You know, we named him the starter, went and played Colorado. Uh, early in the second half, Chandler goes down with an injury. Fortunately, Max had played a lot of football. And so Max became the starter at that point. And, you know, never look back. You know, I think that's been the thing that's been fun to see Max have the kind of success he's had just because, you know, when he didn't win the job, he just rolled his sleeves up and went to work, you know, never complained, 
never pouted, never had bad body language, never had a bad practice. You know, just said, hey, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything I can to help our team win, whatever that is. And, and fortunately for him, he got an opportunity and he certainly made the most of it. And he's probably playing right now as well as any quarterback in college football. And the thing that Max does so well, it's really hard to, there's no place for it on the, on the stat line. He's just such a great leader. He brings so much toughness and grit uh, and competitiveness to our team. And, you know, he makes a lot of big plays for us where he'll pull a ball down and convert a third down, really, really critical plays. And, and Max seemed to, seems to play his best in the big situations in games. And so, you know, he's had a great stat line. His stats are fantastic. I think he's fourth in the country in passer rating, all that kind of stuff. He's only thrown two interceptions and really both of those were kind of throw it up balls, um, you know, on third and long situations. And so he's really done a great job taking care of the ball, executing the offense, spreading the ball around to the right guys. And so I think he's probably playing as well as any quarterback in college football. And he's certainly incredibly valuable to our team and our success. You've coached some amazing offenses and been around some amazing offenses. And we were hearing from your staff in the offseason that you're your unit this year could be special because of the talent that was there. I mean, Quentin Johnston immediately just jumps out whenever you watch film of him at receiver. How would you, would you stack up this offense just in terms of talent and how they've cohesion, you know, the cohesion of them, all the other ones you've coached? Is it up there? Yeah, it's up there. I think what makes this group different is our ability to run the ball consistently. Yeah. I think that's, you know, for us, that's been the big thing. You know, and that's what's allowed us to get back in these games has really been you know, just lining up and running the football and, and, and winning the line of scrimmage in the second half and particularly in the fourth quarter. And we've done that consistently and it really begins up front. And as you said, we've got some really special players. Max is special, Kendra Miller is special, Quentin Johnston special. But, you know, I think a big part of our success has to do with our offensive line and the way that group has played. I mean, they played really hard. They play physical. They bring a toughness uh, to our program. And, you know, and everybody's got a ton of confidence in those guys. And so, you know, that's been probably the difference for us. It's just been, hey, look, we can run the ball when everybody in the stadium knows it. And when you can do that, that's that's when, you know, good things happen to you. Sonny Dykes will try to keep TCU undefeated when it kicks off Saturday at noon Eastern time on Fox against Texas Tech. Thank you again, Sonny, for joining us here on the College Football Daily. For my producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Brendan Marcello. We'll see you down the road.